Learn about the strides female entrepreneurs of color are making. Be inspired by their story and enlightened by their leadership, insight, and advice. Welcome to She Leads Podcast, leadership empowerment for women of color. I'm your host, Nicole Walker, and this is season six, episode seven, entitled Be the Solution with Terdon Deba. Go to NicoleWalker.net forward slash blog to read Terdon's bio and learn more about her and her business. All right. So Terdon, welcome to She Leads Podcast, Leadership Empowerment for Women of Color. We appreciate you joining us today and we're excited to learn more about you and your journey. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. So thank you for having me. You're welcome. All right, so let's get started by you telling us about your background and what you currently do. Sure. My background is, ever since I can remember, I've been a creative and entrepreneur. My first entrepreneurial uh, venture was selling um, poetry to the boys in high school so that they can get the girls. And (laughs) And so I've always just, had it in me to do and my mom was an entrepreneur and I looked at her and um, my my dad he was a pastor so he was very philanthropic and would be out in, in the community and things like that and so I looked at them and at the time I thought my mom was annoying I'm like everywhere we go she's talking to people everywhere that we go there's no one that there's nowhere that we go that she's not talking to someone or connecting with them. But I was just now that I'm older, I'm like, oh, she was a master networker. <laughs> like, wow. She would be networking, you know, her butt off. And so seeing her and then going through my journey um, really went through a whole ton of different um, majors. I went to school for fashion. I went to school for business. I went to school for uh, law. I went to school for uh, graphic design. Um, finally settled in on graphic design and marketing. And when I settled in there, I just really found a real passion for digital marketing and the whole world. Of course, it's been evolving and I've been a full-time entrepreneur now for six years, but um, I was fired on my day off from work, and on my day off from work, uh, I was fired, and I was like, okay, this is my opportunity to actually see what I'm made of and actually go after this, and so I've been uh, building my agency. It just went from just me to now I have a team of seven people, and we help entrepreneurs and businesses with building premium brands that positions them as authorities with helping helping them with uh, creating funnels and digital marketing campaigns that get them found online and helping with scaling them up because operations is a huge part as well of being able to actually build a business and get out of hustle mode and hustling from day to day oh wow i like that wow and it's so funny because listening to you talk about all those majors I'm sure they've all been instrumental in helping you to flourish where you currently are. They actually have. They actually really have been instrumental. Sometimes I don't realize how one little thing, like even just taking contract law, 
you know, as I make contracts, you know, in business or I look over contracts and know what they mean, you know, just little things like that. Um, you know, didn't finish school, but I did take the skills with me and accumulate the skills as well over time. And so that's the thing that I am grateful for is that, you know, the uh, acquiring of skills over time is a great thing when you're an entrepreneur, because you can literally learn from everything and apply it. I love it. I love it. Okay. So tell us a little bit about what you wanted to be when you grew up. So when I grew up, the first thing I remember wanting to be is a doctor. And then I realized I don't like the side of blood. And so <laughs> that was short lived. Yeah. <laughs> and um, hmm, after that, what did I, I feel like I've gone through so many things that I have said that I wanted to be. Um, I can't even remember all of the things that I said that I wanted to be because they've always been, there's a, I've always changed it. Like as soon as I found something else that I really enjoyed, then I changed it again and I changed it again and I changed it again. <laughs> so I, I can't say that there was this one concrete thing where I just knew that I was going to do it when I grew, when I grew up. Okay. Thanks for that. I, I like that though. Right. Because, um, life is about pivoting, right? So it sounds like you had the pivot exactly. down packed at a young age, right? Like once you yes. realize like, yeah, no, that's not for me, you know, on exactly. to the next and on to the next and, and keep going, right? Because it's important to keep going to see what the end is going to be, right? So. Right. And yeah. still learning, pivoting, even now, you know, there's a constant pivot in, uh, in business and life. There's constant changes that cause you like either you evolve or the situation or thing in front of you evolves and so you have to be fluid like water I've learned to be able to make changes with the ever-changing things going on around you okay thanks for that I like that be fluid like water okay yeah. all right so tell us a little bit about your upbringing um, as a child what kind of upbringing did you have and how was life for you growing up so as a child, uh, my dad was a pastor and he was also a professor. And so he was a, you know, a teacher by day and, you know, on the weekends he would uh, run the church and uh, my mom was a pastor's wife. As I said before, she was also an entrepreneur. She, um, at the time she was doing like the multi-level marketing. So it's the get out and, you know, recruit, recruiting people. She started that. She was resource director for a large bank as well. I grew up in California um, before we moved back here to Cleveland. I grew up in, and graduated from California. Um, and my parents did their best to keep me sheltered and they wanted to protect me from everything. Um, were very, very strict on me, <laughs> but it just didn't stop, you know, things from happening, you know, going through um, when we would come back to Ohio to visit family members, going through the different abuse with family members. And um, even, you know, I snuck out of the house when I was 16 and ended up, um, getting pregnant at the age of 16 after sneaking out of the house and that guy I was with um, or that I was out with said that he wouldn't take me home unless I slept with him and then boom, I was pregnant. 
um, which was crazy because, you know, my dad being a pastor and them being so strict, I just didn't know what I was going to do, but ended up getting two jobs and graduating early on the honor roll because I knew I was going to do something. Um, and, and so going through all of those things, it really helped shape me in a way because I, I had to learn after being taken advantage of several times to stand up for myself and find my own voice and be unapologetic in what I was doing and figure out what I like and, and how I wanted to show up in the world. And so um, that has helped me tremendously after going through that and then, you know, moving to Cleveland, um, getting involved in a, an abusive relationship with my youngest two kids, father and um, him calling me everything but my name. And, you know, I was, I was just at a really, really low point. And at my lowest point, I had thoughts of, you know, just not wanting to be here anymore. Like, what am I here for? I don't even know what my purpose is. And I just heard a, a voice tell me, like, your life is not yours to take. And so from there, I, I found my second wind, you know, went and went to counseling, you know, found a group of people that, you know, just have been really, really down and had my back, you know, found what I'm really, really passionate about and have been running ever since to not only be the best version of myself, but also be the best example to my kids. Two out of three of them now are entrepreneurs as well. Um, just being an example to them as well. Okay. Thank you so much for sharing all that and being really transparent with us. I heard a lot. I heard a lot. Um, it's funny as you were talking, I'm like, oh my goodness, I wonder you know, the pressures of being a pastor's child, but good for you for turning all of that around. You said two things to me that stuck out as far as feeling really low. And what I heard that brought you out of that place was number one, finding purpose within yourself, right? Mm -hmm. And then two, having a community of people that supported you and encouraged you and helped you along the way. I think those are yes. two things, you know, from being abused to being around the wrong people to even substance abuse, you know, people that don't have right. the right community and don't have a sense of purpose. That's when all those things kind of fall apart. So awesome. exactly. Awesome. Thank you for sharing exactly. that. No okay. problem. All right. So I don't know if you alluded to this, but I'll ask it. But um, what was a pivotal point in your life? And tell us how it shaped who you are today. Um, I think the most pivotal point that I've been at was when I went through a divorce. Uh, it was a few years back. Uh, I was still trying to figure out like, okay, I'm trying to figure out business. Uh, it's an inconsistent, inconsistent income with very consistent bills. I have three mouths to feed, you know, going through a divorce. My youngest two kids, father ended up passing away during that time. My dad ended up passing away during that time. Wow. And it was just like, it just felt like everything was I was like, okay, either I'm going to have a breakdown or I'm going to have a breakthrough. One of the two are going to happen. And my now husband at that time said, you know, I hear you telling me, you know, every time you tell me that you want to be in this particular space, but you end up back here. And it really triggers something like, you know what? I do keep on ending back in the same cycle. And so the pivotal point for me was, okay, what can I do differently? now to be able to 
pull myself from this cycle with my business, with my personal life, with everything. And I remember this scripture that I learned growing up that said, seek ye first the kingdom and all these things will be added unto you. Um, but the thing that I didn't pay attention to was in Luke that it said, the kingdom is within you. And so I was like, hmm, if I take the time and I dig as deep as I can within myself to find healing at the deepest level, I wonder how that would change my life. And that journey was one of the most pivotal points. And that's why even now my, my tagline is really more of my core values is alignment, profit, and freedom, because I really believe that alignment comes first. You have to, to get to a healed space. You have to get your mind right. You have to have the right people around you. You have to be in alignment with your business and how you're helping people and how you're pouring out. You have to have something to pour out to them. And so all of that comes from alignment first. And so the last few years I've been on a transformational journey. I even, um, I'm almost done with getting my yoga teacher certification as well, because wow. I want to be able to help uh, entrepreneurs in a deeper way to be able to help them come into their, their, their best version of themselves, you know, because that comes first and then everything else comes after the profit and the freedom that, you know, is desired with entrepreneurship. So that was like one of the most pivotal points in my life. Thank you. I love that. I love, I love it. Right. And I, I totally agree with you. A lot of people go through life without knowing who they are, you know, like without <laughs> digging deep. That self-awareness, yes. that self-acceptance, that accountability. Just like, okay, this is me, where I am. And then how do I get where I want to go? That kind right. of thing. Um, I never heard that other scripture that you were saying. Like I heard seek ye first. You uh, know, yeah. too. Like, I want to say it's Luke chills. 17, Okay. That gave me chills. I love that. I love that. Mm -hmm. Thank you. That was great. No problem. Right. Yeah, the, it, what stuck out to me the most is when it said, you know, the kingdom isn't here or there. A lot of times we look for someone outside of us to blame or to save us. But and when it says the kingdom is within you, it's like, oh, okay. So I need to dig within myself. Everything that I need is within me. And so that that was really, uh, it shifted my whole, the whole way that I was thinking and viewing things. Yes. Yes. Look within. Look within. Okay. All right. So can you tell us what you would consider to be a strength of yours and a weakness and what you do to mitigate your weakness or go beyond it? Okay. So my strength, I even took the strength finders test to find out. So my strength is I, I'm an, an idealist. I get energized by ideals. Um, my second strength is that I am a um, executor. So I get ideas and I execute on them. That is something that I'm really, really great at. People know that if I say I'm going to do something, it's getting done. Um, my weak point is all the details that go into making those ideas happen. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why. Those are minor, right? <laughs> right. Right. And so it's like, yeah, I realized that the minor things are the major things and I need to have people around me that measure in those minor things <laughs> so that I can focus. Um, I always say, you know, know your strengths, hire your weaknesses. And so everyone that I've hired on my team are very, very strong in an area that I am not strong. And I just have the ideas and steer the ship. <laughs> I 
I love that. Hire your weaknesses. Mm-hmm. You're in good company. <laughs> and I think that's the creative, you know, creative brains. We just want to go, you know, it's like, oh, oh yeah. What about all of those I's dotted and T's crossed? Oh, no, my we want to go yes. out with Z. Like, we're at Z. <laughs> Why are you dotting an I? You know, so um, I can relate. Yeah, but I, that was great advice, right? Because regardless of, we all have strengths and weaknesses, right? But regardless of that right. weakness, you know, what can we do to get past it? Because we, you know, unless you're going to work really hard, which usually stagnates you, right? If you try to work in an area that you're weak, you know, like you're, you may take a year whereby if you find a person that's strong in that area, they could take a week. You know what I'm saying? So exactly. it's smarter to actually seek people that, that are good at that because they do exist. Right. So, yes. Okay. So can you tell us what you do to ensure that you're showing up fully like in life, in your business, uh, to the best of your abilities? Yes. So to ensure that I'm showing up fully, I have my morning routine that I do in which I have to meditate and really, really like center myself first. Um, I have to pray. I have to meditate, um, really center myself and then dealing with things right away. I no longer let anything sweep under the rug. Like if anything happens, if I get triggered in any way or if anything happens, it's like I'm dealing with it right then and there because if not, it's going to be in the back of my head and it's going to affect everything that I do up until it gets cleared out or it's going to come out in some other way in some other form or fashion. And so I would say having my morning routine even with the yoga practices, it's really helped me to connect my body with my mind and my spirit, addressing things right away, and taking quality time with the people that I care about the most. I used to be such a workaholic, stemming back to getting pregnant at 16, getting two jobs, graduating on a roll, like high achiever, high achiever, high achiever. But I was taking so much time that I was missing all of the things that were in the process of me getting to all these goals. I was missing time with family and friends. I was missing the connection, the quality of life. So I take a lot more time now to take intentional time. Just take that intentional time to be with the people that bring me energy, bring me joy. The people that energize me, bring me joy, that make me smile, that make me laugh until my stomach hurts, like more of that. (laughs) So that's the way that I'm able to show up as the best me. Okay. Thanks for that. I love that. Totally relate. Overachiever. Pregnant Mm -hmm. at 17. So I wonder, or no, I got pregnant at 16, daughter at 17. Well, yeah, that's what that's. I was pregnant at 16. I had my daughter at 17. So then I can relate to always looking to the next thing, you know, always looking to a higher, mm-hmm. mark, a higher mark. And then right. passes you by, you know, because you can never, you're not okay with the present. You're like, oh, well, I still got to do this. I got to do that. Oh, that ain't checked. Right. You know, so I can relate to that. And I'm just learning myself how to actually be okay with the present, you know, being okay <laughs> with the present and paying attention to the people around you. So that's awesome advice or um, awesome insight. And you said something else that I like, which for me is a struggle point, you know, it's speaking up, right? Because I, which some people that know me will disagree. (laughs) I don't really like (laughs) confrontation. Don't get me wrong. Depending on who you are, I'm gonna give it to you. No problem. You know, but in certain (laughs) 
scenarios, you know, I'm not, you know, I like to kind of be nice, Nicole, you know, depending on <laughs> the situation. Right. But I've learned that even when I'm quote unquote being nice, Nicole, if it's something in the back of my mind, I'm doing little stuff that I'm giving you probably a little bit of attitude where in my head, I'm not, you know, so like right. when you speak up, it gets rid of that mess because people can feel energy is, 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 you know, you can feel energy. You right? can feel it. Yes. You're treating somebody the way you feel about them or not. You probably really are in subtle ways, you know, that can be hurt. Mm -hmm. Right. So exactly. Do you have advice for a person that doesn't like confrontation and maybe is scared to actually get the elephant out of the room? Like how do people get past that? Because when you pretend it's not there, it's still there. Right. Right. Yeah. I dealt with that for the longest time. For the longest time I wouldn't, you know, speak up for myself. And then I just got railroaded by people that did, didn't mind speaking up for themselves. And so it was just one of those things where it's like, for lack of better terms, kill or be killed. <laughs> it's like, either you're going to speak up for yourself and allow yourself to gain that respect or really communicate how you're feeling or it's going to happen to you from whoever it is. They're going to impress their opinions on you or their beliefs on you or their whatever it is. They're going to project on you with no problem. And so it's really just a self-respect and a self-love. Like the more love and respect that you build up for yourself, the more you're like, no, I, I'm not going to stand for that anymore. Or no, I'm not going to sit back. No, I don't feel good about that. Like I always check in with myself. Like if something happens and it just, it just doesn't sit right with me, I'm like, okay, that didn't feel good. Like, why didn't it feel good? Like it didn't feel good because the way that they said that X, Y, Z. And then it's like, okay, I have to get level-headed first so that I can speak in wisdom and not in emotion. <laughs> because um, speaking in emotion, you know, usually can escalate a situation. Whereas sitting back, really checking in with yourself, like, why did this offend me? Is it me? Is this, does this defend me because of something I haven't dealt with within myself? Or is it really, am I justified in what I'm saying enough to bring it up? And, and really address it with that person and let them know how I feel so we can come to a resolve. Mm, I like that. You said it's loving yourself, right? So mm -hmm. if you don't speak up, you're really putting the other person above you, right? Right. Yeah, that's what I heard when I was listening to you. So that's yes. a great way for people to realize that it's not a bad thing. Because some people view speaking up as a bad thing, right? But no, right. someone before you is worse so pick your poison right <laughs> exactly exactly yeah when that person will have no problem putting themselves above you so. yeah i love yeah. that okay so do you use personal affirmations and if so can you tell us your favorite one yes i actually even listen to mantra rap that it's like <laughs> There's a there's these two producers called Chris and Teeb and they made mantra rap. And I love it because sometimes it gets kind of boring. Like for me, it gets as a creative, it gets kind of boring hearing the same thing over and over. Like, I am beautiful. Yes, I am great. Today is gonna be a great day. Like it can get kind of boring. And so um I listen to um Mantra Trap where it's like 
I wake up every day feeling good. I wake up every day feeling good. Everything is as it should be. Everything is as it should be. <laughs> and so it's like over a beat. And then like, it, it'll say like money comes easily and frequently. Money comes easily and frequently. Like, yeah, it's over a beat. So like, if I'm in my car, I can just like really jam out to it. <laughs> and whoever's in the car with me, they jam out to it. Like, but we're setting our intentions for the day and wherever we're going. So yeah, just things that help set the intention for the day. I try not to get too repetitive because sometimes you can kind of clock out if you say the same thing over and over again. You're not making the connection anymore. You're just kind of religiously doing it. Mm -hmm. And so I really like really tap into like, what do I want to feel today? I'll look at my calendar. Like, what do I have going on today? And it's like, okay, in this situation or what I'm going into today, I'm bold. You know, I want to feel bold, courageous. I want to feel loving. I want to light up the room or, you know, just however it is that I want to set the intention before me, then that's basically what, what I'll say. Mm, I love that. And I've never heard of that. You said mantra rap or mantra trap? Yeah, it's kind of like both. Like both? Okay. Mantra, <laughs> mantra rap trap. Um, Chris and T. All right, I'm going to have to look that up. Yeah, I was actually thinking of making because before this journey, before like entrepreneurship, like really was full time for me. I, I, I was an artist and, you know, was putting out music and a lot of people that know me now don't know me for that. And a lot of people that know me then, yeah, they see me in a different element now with entrepreneurship, but I love the putting music with whatever your intention is. I love the thought of that, like really taking, because sometimes you could really lo love a song because of the way that it makes you feel like the vibe of it, but the words are just terrible. <laughs> yeah. and so it's good to be able to find good music that, that sounds great, that has a vibe to it, but it's really uplifting too. That's a, that's a great, great resource. I love it. All right. So tell us about the latest book that you've read or listened to. The latest book, uh, I've been in, engulfed in yoga books because of my yoga teacher training. The Namas and, and uh, Nayan, it just tells you different stages of being able to meditate and what it, like the benefits of it. I used to feel really bad when I was like, okay, I want to meditate and my mind wouldn't stop. I'd like, it would just keep on. I couldn't shut it up. Like, shut up. Let me, <laughs> let me get focused. But, um, you know, it was just saying like, don't feel bad if you go from, you know, thinking about one thing and then you get all these 10 thoughts. And the next thing you know, you're meditating on pizza that you had last week because the thought, <laughs> the thought led there. Um, and it just talks about the different stages when you can sit there for an hour and it feels like five minutes and you know that you're really getting somewhere. Okay. Thanks for that. I love that. And that's encouragement for people out there meditating, right? Because that can be hard for people to get into and people go. Yeah. So to get that encouragement, like it's okay. That's great, right? Because we have to crawl before we walk, and a lot of people want to fly before they even crawl, you know. And it that's yes. realistic. So that's a great reminder that you have to start somewhere, right? Okay, so tell us about an aha moment that you had lately, and what changed as a result. My aha moment was how being like the woman, the queen of the the house really affects everyone 
in the house. Like we like really elevate or change or shift the atmosphere in the house, in the entire house. So as a wife and as a mother of three teenagers, whew, um, you, you know, sometimes. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, as a wife and as a teenager, I, I noticed that when I'm like really centered and I'm in alignment, then it's easier for me to get everyone on the same page. But if I'm irritated or something is wrong, then I see the energy just is just different and everyone feels it. Even if I don't say anything, just helps me to understand the influence that I have. If I am not staying in alignment or if I am not like we've said before, like communicating and saying, you know, how I feel in the moment. Yeah, all of those things. So it was, was kind of like an aha moment because when my oldest, who she's uh, 18 now, going on 19. So uh, she has the 18 going on 19 attitude. And so um, she would get an attitude and I would give one back, like, how dare you have attitude? And <laughs> it was just like, it would just be this, like, this struggle between us. But then when I got up and I started meditating first and speaking to her higher self, even before she would wake up and I would speak to her, like speaking life into her before I even spoke to her, she would, she came downstairs with a pleasant attitude. She did some breathing exercises with me, set her intention for the day. It was just pleasant the whole day. And I'm just like, wow, you know, this is like one of those things where, wow, like me just doing that one thing shifted the whole energy and it was different today. I, I was a noticeable difference. Yeah. I love that. And I love, you said a key point that if I can't stress this enough to people, you said speak to her higher self. I have a, I have a 20 year old and I have a six year old. Totally different things to deal with, which my six-year-old is rambunctious and busy, but I don't like yeah. to call him bad, you know? And even when he's being what, quote unquote, bad, I'll be like, you're such a good boy, aren't you? That And that's how I talk to him because that's what I want to program into his mind, you know? I don't want to speak to necessarily what I see because that's not what I want to see, right? So we have to be mindful, like you said, that higher self, dealing with a 20-year-old where... The sky is falling at every second when it comes to my child anyway. You know, the sky is always falling. Everything is always, oh, and I can relate because she got it from me, honestly. I'm a recovering drama queen, right? <laughs> and I see it in my child and I'm just listening to her. I haven't mastered her yet. I've mastered my son for the most part. I haven't completely mastered her, which I have to learn better. Because sometimes I get so frustrated because I don't want her to be in that space. I like what you said as far as the whole breathing and, you know, teaching them the different things as opposed to just coming down on them. So going back to that, speak to the higher selves in our children. Mm -hmm. we don't know, or maybe we're not considering, like you said, how influential we as women and as mothers are. We set the tone and it's a tough, yeah. it's a tough crown to wear, but mm -hmm. we have it. So we need to wear it with some pride and, and some knowledge and wisdom and wisdom. Like be smart about it. Yes. Do it any old kind of way because we want, we want success. I mean, I don't know any parent. Well, I know they do exist, but none of them I know, right? We all want our children to do well, you know, and even people who we may be mother figures for, we want the best for people. Right. But we have to make yes. sure that we 
what we're putting out is emitting the best so that it can be received the right way. So that was great advice. Awesome. All right. So hmm, I like this question for you, which I think he asked it one time, but because you've done so much and are still moving, because it's not like you're about to do something with yoga. So do you feel like you found your purpose yet? Or do you feel like you're still searching and kind of still figuring out exactly what's going to be your thing? I definitely feel like I found my purpose, even though I am pivoting again, it's still along the same route. It's still helping people who are in their purpose be able to be in alignment and be the best that they can be. Okay. I love that. All right. Okay. So do you have any advice for an up and coming entrepreneur that you like to share? Biggest advice that I can give is be a pain pill and a world full of vitamins. Be the magic and the solution and focus on mastering being that solution. Focus on the biggest transformation you can provide for people. Mm, I like that. So before we let you go, I like to flip the script a little bit because I am a firm believer in the importance of travel and how it shapes who we are, right? So can you tell us about your last vacation, your favorite vacation spot in the next vacation? Luxury cabins mm. and near it's a place called Hocking Hills near Columbus. Oh, wow. And um, I had to do luxury cabins. So it was made out of trees, but when you walked in, it, it was just a beautiful um, two floor like cabin. Wow. One of my good friends is getting married in December. And so I'm going to Mexico to be a bridesmaid in her wedding. So I know that one's coming up. I'm probably going to end up scheduling something in between when all the chaos subsides oh. from everything going on right now. And oh, my favorite vacation was Sedona, Arizona. Okay. Thank you. All right. So before we let you go, do you have any products or offers or anything you want to let the listeners know about? Yeah, that'll be a free training that you can watch. From leads to sales.com. That's F-R-O-M-L-E-A-D-S-T-O-S-A-L-E-S.com. Sardon, thank you so much. I really I've enjoyed all your transparency, how much you shared, uh, your advice. Awesome. Yeah, I really appreciate you. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Yes, you're welcome. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of She Leads Podcast, Leadership Empowerment for Women of Color. Please be sure to go to our Facebook page at She Leads Podcast to like or follow us. And also let us know if this episode of She Leads Podcast inspires you by leaving us a comment under the post for season six, episode seven. Thanks. Until next time, be empowered and empower on.